Welcome. This is the Hey Champ Podcast, a show that brings you along a unique journey, an evolution between a father and his son. Father-son relationships can be challenging, so join us as we unpack the details of our relationship, from communication to lifestyle choices. Along the way, we hope to discover some things we have in common. Now, here's your host. Hey, champ. Hey, dad. So, this is our first podcast. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but I am excited. Yeah. Uh, very nervous, but very excited at the same time about this journey uh, that you and I are about to undergo. And I think it's going to be a very fun experience. So for our listeners out there, we want to start the show off by first saying thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in with us tonight, um, this morning, whatever time listening. And we hope that you guys can learn some new things and enjoy hearing some genuine conversations between my pops and myself. Uh, we're doing this podcast, um, champ, I'm sure you agree, uh, to gain a deeper connection uh, between one another, you know, where we get a chance to express our thoughts on life, um, a way to look at sports, politics, uh, black culture, etc. Mm-hmm. And I guess in the process, open up one another into the thoughts and actions of uh, my generation. I guess for my sons or your uh, generation as well. Yeah, so I'm glad that you talked about us trying to um, develop and gain a deeper connection uh, between you and myself. So just to get the show started, we're just going to just go right in. Uh, I think we should first kind of, you know, just tell our viewers a little bit something about what we may have in common mm-hmm. as a father and uh, as a father and son. So what do you feel is this? What do you feel is one thing that we may have in common? I mean, besides just having the <laughs> same name, <laughs> I personally think that we are both observers it's like we both see the world and the people beneath their surface level, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me, champ. Um, not only do we share the same name, and of course there's a little bit of history behind that, but we'll talk about that later on. But uh, we also love our families. Um, we also love our friends. Uh, you know, you're kind of uh, interested in history, uh, much like I am, and um, uh, I know one thing, we both uh, love to sleep in cold environments. Yes, 71 degrees. At least 71 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> and more importantly, um, we love to laugh. Um, uh, something else we have in common is our love for the open road. Uh, tell me, uh, now I'm thinking about that, what is it? that you remember about our road trip? Yeah, so I, first, I just completely agree with all the commonalities that uh, you just listed, especially with the food um, and laughing part. Uh, but most importantly, um, our, fruit, our road trips were always special to me growing up. I remember the talks that we used to have in the car, probably the setting where I received most of my life advice from you um, just because, you know, Monday, well, really Sunday through Sunday, you know, we're, 
you're busy with work, I'm busy with school, or, you know, just have things you do you do with the church and stuff like that. So Fellas of the Roads is a great chance for, you know, mm-hmm. me and you to mm-hmm. just talk, you know, a lot of hours, whether we're traveling to Florida or New York or wherever along the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we even drove to Chicago one time. And yeah, that was that fun. Was, yeah, that was very fun. Um, I also remember the podcast of dr laura which i still <laughs> listen to now she's just she's just so great and funny <laughs> shout out to dr laura um yeah. and joe madison's daughter i think her name was renee yeah um, i think it's um shana renee was her shana name. renee oh. yes um just love to listen to her podcast as well she has a lot of great content and it's very unfortunate she stopped doing that yeah as far yeah. as i hear so um from that to the little I Spy games mm-hmm. um, in the car and the reggae music. And I know most of my reggae playlists now are songs that that we've listened to in the car. Um, probably about 99% sure that most of the songs that I have now are songs that we listen to in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a great chance for me to just experience some more things about um, your or our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as reggae music, reggae music is a big part of that culture. Yeah, and I would consider that these are songs that I grew up on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of funny how these are songs that you grew up on, and these are songs that I grew up on as well. Mm-hmm. So I love these road trips. Um, and like I said before, we've traveled all along the East Coast, and you know, we have had some really, really, really great memories on the road. We're a traveling family, so mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, amazing, <laughs> absolutely amazing. Yeah, I I can remember, <laughs> I can remember uh, when you were old enough to pack your own stuff uh, for our road adventures or vacation, and um, when uh, back then we we had a a, a VCR player, so you, you know if you could picture this it was a, a vcr player in a bag that was strapped to the bottom of the just below the uh between the passenger and the driver's seat that console area it would sit there <clears throat> plugged into the cigarette lighter and then uh, uh, runs into a little other bag Mm-hmm. That was strapped behind your mom's seat, mm-hmm. and it had a small—I don't know, maybe like a five by five uh, TV monitor. And, yeah, and and you would, you know, you put your VCR games—not uh, games, but but movies. Movies, in, yeah. And um, you would you would watch those uh, on the road trips, and um, I remember we we <laughs> we stepped up, <laughs> uh, we we graduated from the VCR and. Uh, went into the uh, DVD. Yeah, uh, DVD became popular then, and yep. uh, it made for a smaller console. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like an altogether thing. It was strapped again behind your mom's seat, and yeah, uh, you would man. I tell you, you was ready. You yeah. was just ready for vacation. Yeah, uh, we always had to make sure that we packed plenty of Capri Suns. Uh, you learned very quickly how to put the straw into the uh, Capri Sun. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, your mom had little snacks back there. I think one of the things you used to love was that taffy, taffy thing, I think it was. And, um, of course, all snacks. And and um, and so 
you know, in, in your blanket. You know, yeah. you got to have your blanket and your blanket pillow. Blanket and pillow. Yeah. yeah. And uh, your mom did too have love her blanket and pillow. And yeah. we'd be off on the road. And, um, <clears throat> you know, you were just um, absolute, absolutely in heaven. Um, I know... I know that, you know, I mentioned that you um, that you had your, your Capri Sun, your drinks, and your, um, and your blanket. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember uh, one of the things, my job was every now and then to, I had to look back because you would fall asleep and, you know, you had the earphones on and we didn't want you to be sleeping with, the, with your headphones on because we were afraid that maybe you're going to be we get you know mess up your earring. <laughs> I don't know what, but uh, it, at least it looked uncomfortable to you because the headphones be all jacked up and 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 you're sleeping back there. But um, uh, we we'll turn it off, and sure enough, eventually when you wake back up, the first thing you did was grab some snacks and that, and back to where you, <laughs> you yeah. started off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Those were those early years, like elementary and mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. middle, middle school. school um, yeah. yeah, talk about true nostalgia there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I feel like they don't make kids' movies like how they used to anymore. Um, I know, you know, Aaliyah and Vic and Paisley and the rest of my nieces and nephews, you know, I see some of the stuff that they watch now and it's, mm-hmm. I don't know, I just don't think they it's, it's as good as what I used to watch, you know, back in the car. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure some of my 99 and 2000 babies know, you know, about um, open season and um, well, Fat mean, you, Albert. Well, you mostly love to watch back then on repeat was, I think that was when, um, hope I'm not getting that wrong, but I think it was when... <laughs> He's shaking his head like I'm wrong. Yeah. I want to say the one you used to I know watch. Exactly what you're gonna say. <laughs> yeah, the one that you used to watch a lot mm-hmm. on repeat over and over. And I used to like, what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> Was coming to America. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Those weren't on the DVD, um, but I. Yeah, once I found that movie, I think I was in middle school and mm. I just fell in love with it. Um, I don't know what Eddie was Murphy's like, a great actor. I tell you. I mean, he is, but you just, you could watch that movie like on every trip, like on repeat. Like you, like you And still can. Oh, yeah. And still can. You know, you just have that favorite movie. That's just for me. There's some movies that just. Now, that's one thing you and I don't have in common. Like, I don't watch any movie twice. Oh, no. I like even movies that I've seen. When I was growing up, like on BT or whatever, I still watch it now. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just like, you know what I'm saying, those kind of movies. Like, it's just, you know, coming to America. Like I said, Eddie Murphy's a great actor. He's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I pretty much almost know all the lines. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm in love with Lisa. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, it's, <laughs> uh, like I said, my favorite movie then and my favorite movie now. Yeah, and you know what? I don't have, a, I didn't watch as much as you, but my favorite line in the movie is, uh, I, I'm probably going to get it wrong. It's like, 
To be in love, to be. Yeah. Oh, what a feeling yeah. to be loved! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. Oh, I tell you, but um, yeah. Uh, you know how how often now you may see a post on Facebook or Instagram, TikTok, or whatever, and it just brings you nostalgia. You know, mm-hmm. just like I said, just sometimes I can be just driving and just be thinking of a random line from a movie. And I just have to either play that soundtrack or mm-hmm. just say the line in my head. And, you know, just, I don't know, things like that just stick with me. And, you know, it's just always a relief to just relive that childhood moment just for a split second, you mm-hmm. know. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like those moments really help you reflect on your childhood and the lessons that you learned uh, growing up. And I think that it's a shame now, uh, talking about a childhood, how, you know, more specifically, uh, young black boys sometimes who just don't, you know, have that first step in life, like how other um, boys of other races may have, how they can experience those things. Like I was talking about how, you know, you get to watch a movie over and over or mm-hmm. play on the playground, you know, especially nowadays um, because, you know, they had to grow up too fast mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be, you know, they maybe have to be the man of the house, et cetera. And, you know, I just feel as if every kid, you know, actually I know every kid needs to have these moments. Every kid needs to lose these moments. Um, you know, it helps build character, helps, you know, kind of build and mold you into the person that you're going to be whenever you're, you're growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so mm-hmm. it's just, this is just a shame. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking here. Uh, I can exactly, I cannot remember exactly when, but um, <clears throat> you said to me, uh, I think uh, again a few weeks back, you said, you know, hey, Dad, I, I, um, I, I want to thank you, uh, Dad, for allowing me to grow up. Yeah, 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 and and that just hit me. Um, I think we were talking something about Christmas. I can't remember exact the exact conversation. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned something about playing Santa Claus mm-hmm. um, when you were younger. Mm-hmm. Um, your, mo- your mother and I would put on a show. Um, you know, of course, you know, your birthday is right around Christmas, too. So it was a big deal around here. Um, we mm-hmm. would put down cookies and milk and... Mm-hmm. Um, and when <laughs> and when you're not looking, your mom or myself would take a sip out of the milk, uh, out of the cup, and probably bite the cookie or whatever, or <laughs> yeah. eat all the cookie or whatever, yeah. and, and leave then, a note. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mom even, leave a note. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I, to this day, I, don't, I can't believe you didn't figure it out. But back then, you didn't. I'm sure now you do. But yeah, you, you was like, oh my! The look on your face was like, golly, yeah. Dude, you know Santa Claus just ate my cookie. Mm-hmm. I mean, you was you were serious about that. Yeah, and and he drank my milk. Oh, dude, this is gonna be the best Christmas, and you <laughs> were just <laughs> and you was just really really into it. And um, <clears throat> you know, we we I think we enjoyed um, you know um, uh, you know just watching you um, just light up mm-hmm. like that. Um, and uh, I remember, you know, um, 
uh, one, we were living, uh, I think it was on West Avenue in an apartment. And um, no, it was at Yester Oaks. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I kind of, I think your mom woke you up and I think I went through the window real quick and I thought you might have kind of in between waking up and sleep, that kind of a semi-conscious state. Days, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you saw what was going on but didn't really see what was going on. And, of course, we told you it was Santa Claus. And, man, he was like, oh, my God, Mm -hmm. Lord. And, of course, he went on the tree and, you know, there was gifts and everything. And he was like, oh, my God. Um, you know, I can't believe it. You were just, you were just, um, you, you know, it was, so, you know, to be honest, um, when you mentioned that to me, um, you, you were giving me, um, instant feedback as a dad. And, and that was for the first time, as I can recall, you know, I was able to get feedback about, you know, parenting or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was so it was so powerful man it was just it was it was powerful to me you know especially because that that was an issue for me you know um because most people don't want to go through all that for their kids like it's not necessary yeah and we felt like it was mm-hmm. and um you know, I think, you know, I wasn't really sure then if what we were doing was right, you know, because it, it, it was lying to you. Mm-hmm. You know, it was not being honest. And, you know, um, you don't want to, you don't want to, you want to be honest with your kids, but, you know, but do you really want to be honest with your kids sometimes? Sometimes I think you have to um, play it in, I don't know, I I'm struggling with that. I'm still struggling with that. But, you know, you saying to me then that, you know, hey, Dad, I appreciate that really comforted me because, you know, it it wasn't what um, it wasn't what I thought, um, I, I, you know, it wasn't what I thought you would have said. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I was thinking that you would have probably was like, you know, be more concerned about us not being honest and upfront with you, you know, during that time. Mm-hmm. And so the issue again is, you know, um, how much, how how much of a childhood should you allow your child to have? You know, I think that's, that's, that's the conversation here. You know, how much of a childhood that, you know, you think your child should have? Because, we had an opportunity. You had an opportunity. You could have graduated early from high school because you had the credits and everything. Mm-hmm. And I remember we had a meeting with the guidance counselor and all the, the officials at your church, and we made the decision. Actually, I turned to your mom and I decided that uh, not to have you graduate early, but for you to graduate with your class. Yeah. You know, um, looking back, if I had, I felt like if I had allowed you to graduate early, it would have been more about me than about you. Because, you know, as a dad, I think in my circles or whatever, it would be, I think, um, you know, somewhat bragging or 
seems important for me to say, yeah, yeah, and my son, you know, he graduated early. He had all his points and all his credits and, yeah. you know, yeah, he's going to be in school. You know, you know, you know, it's my son. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. and not to think about your, you know, your social standing in a college where you're interacting with, in some cases, adults. Yeah. And and as a young child, you know, I'm shipping you off to hang out with these grown men, um, with with when you know some of the best um, data I've seen is that boys' brain don't develop as quickly, and you know, it's thrusting you into that environment. Mm-hmm. I thought it was brutal, and and I, um, and so. Um, and then the backdrop is that even in our community, it is seen, often seen as that, you know, our child tend to grow up very quickly. That's probably one of the reasons why you see police officers will more likely to abuse, you know, African-American boys or whatever, because they they want to believe that they're older than what they are. I mean, yeah. and then we also pass that on in our communities with this idea that, um um, our kids, it's okay for our kids to grow up early. Like our kids have all the responsibilities in the world. You know, oftentimes, you know, I hear us talk about, you know, having to take care of our siblings and having to, you know, do more than just simple chores in the house, but somehow mom or dad or whoever, grandma, big mom or whatever, you know, now refers to us as the man of the house. Yeah. I mean, all these these things that we tend to, we see more in our community, you're more likely to see more violence and um, just all these different things that um, I believe um, is, uh, uh, you know, kids are growing up way too early and um, especially in single parent homes, Mm -hmm. you know, um, they, they, you know, seeing mom struggle so long that, you know, they have this this burden. These young boys have this burden of being professional basketball players or football players because they always say in the interview, or whatever, I gotta take care of my family. I mean, you shouldn't be thinking about, you know, stuff. I mean, it's a noble thing. It's a good thing. I'm proud of these boys, but that should not be your uh, top priority, I guess. Is what I'm saying. Hey, yeah. Let's take a break. And when we come back, I guess uh, you'll tell me whether you agree with me or if you disagree okay. with me. Hang on. Yeah, so I agree with you a thousand percent, and I'm completely glad that you and mom gave me the opportunity to believe in Santa Claus. Um, Sorry, parents, if you're listening to this with your kids and they still believed. We apologize. Um, <laughs> charges to our head, not our heart. Um, but good news is that the tooth fairy is still real. Um, <laughs> so look out for him or her. Yeah. To answer your question, uh, I've never really felt restricted or held back. Um, 
I felt as if I had a pretty lean childhood. And whenever I say that, I mean, I had a childhood for me to be able to grow. Um, I feel as if that you guys sheltered me from a lot of things, whether it's from, you know, a negative influence um, or just consider, you know, and that kind of helped shape me into, you know, just staying in a kid's place. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's ironic because, you know, a lot of times, like, especially in black households, if their grownups are talking and you're a kid, you know, they say, go play with the other kids, go stay in the kid's place. But then, you know, right on the flip around, you know, if you're in a single parent home, then you're considered the man of the house. Mm-hmm. You know, that's very ironic um, mm-hmm. to me. But like I said, I there were times where um, I felt restricted um, in a way. But I mean, I restricted f- like you can't go somewhere or yeah, mm-hmm. felt restricted. You know, I I can't like a like a kid restriction. You know, mm-hmm. nothing that's gonna you know. I mean, because in, in in fairness, you we 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 didn't allow you to. You didn't. I don't think you ever slept out of the house. Yeah, I mean, well, when I was younger, I, you know, like my one of my good childhood friends, Seth, you know, mm-hmm. spent over his house sometimes, or, okay. um, but yeah, I mean, never really had sleepovers like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but like where she sometimes me, like you know, I couldn't go over on the next street, okay, and mm-hmm. uh, play ball or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, even though I would, you know. I would find ways to still go over to the next street. I would just mm-hmm. take the cut in between the houses and I'll be there playing ball because I knew I had a time restraint. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, just those, you know, sometimes as a kid, I mean, I'm not encouraging kids to, you know, go against their parents, but, you know, sometimes you got to just adventure and explore uh, yourself, you know. Um, and I'm glad that I did not graduate early. Uh, because I was able, like you said, start and finish with some of the best childhood friends I've ever had back mm-hmm. then, and that was a great experience within itself for me. Because you guys are still um, friends to this day. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Some of us there were still friends yeah. to this day. Um, shout out to those guys. Um, you know, I've, you know, from playing sports to video games to talking about girls, everything. You mm-hmm. know, we did it all. Um. And, you know, just kids are like a sponge and, you know, they observe everything mm-hmm. and they try to replicate everything that they see from their households, social media, TV, or just people in their own community. Um, and to go off on your point of single parent homes trying to find and judge um, the right path for their kids to go, I know has to be a struggle as i said before kids want to be the best person that that they can be in sometimes the best person that that they can be um is what they see on tv Mm -hmm. you know they want to be the next lebron james kobe bryant michael jordan Giannis, serena williams tiger woods but you name you're naming all sports figures i mean you think kids are only I mean, that's all. That, I mean, what you're saying there—that's—that's that's more important. That just—I mean, what about you know, like um, you might see um, <clears throat> maybe not sports 
or athletes, but um, like just movie stars, right? I didn't see, you know, movie stars on your list you just mentioned. Yeah. Um, well, we were talking about sports. You said that oh, boys okay, like to, yeah. yeah. I got you. So I was just listening off athletes. Um, but yeah, I mean, they also may want to be the next uh, Eddie Murphy or mm-hmm. comedians or whatever. I got you. Um, and if their parent is not telling them the importance of education and, you know, setting their kid up in a positive direction to strive for, you know, for a degree um, and to go beyond that, you know, not to have a job, but to have a career. Um, then, you know, what else does a child really have to go off of besides TV, social media, people they see in the community, you know, at least those guys who act like a father figure to them uh, in a sense. So, you know, nowadays you have to be careful as to what you say, how you govern yourself around kids because they're going to emulate what you do. Uh-huh. Um, and if you're not going to take care of them, then the community is going to take care of them, whether that's, you know, drug dealers or et cetera, the streets. Exactly. Uh-huh. Um, but still, you know, it's challenging for a single mother. Um, and, you know, we're just FYI. Um, we are not talking down on single mothers. Um, mm-hmm. you know, oh, no. Yeah, absolutely not. It's it's absolutely it's a not. very, very <clears throat> challenging thing. And, you know, if the situation <clears throat> um, is, you know, sometimes, you know, life just happens. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we applaud, you know, single mothers and, you know, we, you know, it's it, it's our job as black men to try to give you the type of village that the kid needs. You about to say something? No, I'm. You know, I just to say again, it's not a it's not a matter of um, you know talking down on single moms. It's just that yeah. I think we don't understand the consequences mm-hmm. of a single parent home. Right. Uh, if you just take a dad out the or mom out the equation. I think out out of a you know a single parent home has to be difficult because one person is trying to play two roles in terms of you know uh, I, well just just look at for example uh, you know us you know I could say um, for you um, there's some things that you know all your life that you will come to me and there's some things that you will go to your mom I just think. Yeah. You figure out who is going. You're not necessarily playing one against each other, but it's like who has an answer for this. Yeah. You know, um, yep. this kind of a stuff. This is a mommy question. This mm-hmm. is a daddy's question. Yeah. And I think I watch you over the years. You know, you go, hey, hey mom, this is, or hey, dad is. And I think when you when you're playing a single parent role and you're you're not you 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 don't your your kid is not in an, in an environment that. He has an opportunity mm-hmm. to, you know, search out these different answers yeah. um, from these different types of personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a, it's it's difficult. It has to be difficult. It's very difficult. Um, and like I said, it's challenging for a single mother to raise her kids in a single parent home. Um, I know there's a story you told me one time about how uh, 
probably like you know, like the sixties or I can't remember the exact time frame. Um, so I'm just say there's a time. You told me about how the government um, gives out incentives, rewards to single mothers through the welfare system, mm-hmm. through food stamps and all these other kind of rewards um, in a way of procreating and, you know, keeping the husbands out of the house, keeping men out of the house, um, you know, and that kind of puts women in a way that where they believe that it's okay for them to be by themselves mm-hmm. whenever they're raising a household or even just one single kid of, you know, household of kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I truly believe that we need to get that mindset as a community. Um, as a community, I mean just single parent community, you know, black, white, doesn't matter what your ethnicity is. Um, that we need to get that mindset um, in order for us to progress as a people because it takes two to dance. You know, you can't you can't dance by yourself. I mean, you can, but, you know, dance is more fun if you have a partner. Uh-huh. So why not, you know, raise a person that you procreated with, you know, to teach them about life, you know, teach them about being a child, teach them about being a man, a young adult, et cetera, you know, be, or... Um, you know, whether that's learning to do laundry or learning how to do the floors, like what me and my dad did when I was younger. We did the whole floors downstairs and everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, just that's just one of the thrills about, and I'm not a parent yet, but I think my dad can attest to this, that you know, that's one of the thrills about raising a kid, um, you know, with the person that you love. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just just an overall just great experience. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So let me ask you a question though, Champ. You mm-hmm. how how different do you think your life would be if you were in a single parent home? Like what do you think would be your your pros and cons? If there's any pros or cons. If there's any just pros or just cons or whatever. I would say that there's pros and cons. Okay. Um let me start off. With the pros of living with a single parent. single parent, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, so, with the pros is uh, just coming from like a kid standpoint. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of times, you know, you will ask your mom, um, "Hey, mom, can I go over to such and such house? Go ask your dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> go ask your dad." <laughs> um, <laughs> go ask your dad. Go ask your dad. Go ask your dad. I've been hearing that a lot. You know, sometimes I don't, you know, it's a lot of work because sometimes, you know, you can't respond back to me right away or I send yeah. a text like, hey, can I go over to Kyle's house or can yeah. I go over to somebody's house? Yeah. Um, yeah, sometimes I have to wait and my heart be doom, 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 mm-hmm. waiting for that, <laughs> that confirmation. Um, so, that, so that's one of the pros. Um, I also say, I guess another pro um, would be, you know, mothers have this way of giving a child like so much love and Mm -hmm. nurturing. Cause I mean, this is a part of their, you know, their genetics, their DNA, you know, um, that connection that you have with your mom, even after your umbilical cord is cut, um, after your, after they have birthed you, you know, you still always have that connection to them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they, you know, a, a single mom would, you know, 
I'm not going to say put their eggs in one basket, but it's, it's kind of seemed like it's that way. They're, you know, giving all the love, all the resources that you need, whether it's shoes, clothes, books, mm-hmm. stuff like that, you know, in order for you to be, you know, successful in life one mm-hmm. day. Um, but the cons of a single parent household, especially what a single mom household is, like we said before, um, you do not have that man to teach you how to be a man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very, very, very challenging for a mom to try to, you know, teach her boy how to be a man because um, she just doesn't, you know, that's not in her DNA. Her DNA is to be a nurturer, a carer, or a lover. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, a dad, you know, is kind of like that, that, that realism in your life. You know, they're going to tell you how it is. Mm-hmm. They're going to tell you how to do things the right way. Um, you know, they're just gonna they're gonna be your coach. You know, your father turned into your parent, then he turned into your coach. Mm-hmm. You know, and um even after you move out of the household after college or after you turn eighteen, um, you know, your dad is still there to give you advice. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't think that's a that's a good financial move or mm-hmm. oh, I don't think that's a that's the right girl for you or mm-hmm. you know, oh, you can get this kind of car instead of this kind of car because, you know, the the eco in this car saves you more gas and has longer longevity than the other car. Mm-hmm. You know, just those things, they just teach you how to be a man. Um, and yeah, I just feel as if you can't get that in a single parent household. Mm-hmm. Um, and another con I would say would be that you don't, like you said before, and I know we had a conversation downstairs in the kitchen not too long ago, is that, you know, you won't really understand the other parents' side of the family, you mm-hmm. know. So, for example, if you're in a single mother household and, you know, you know of your dad, but, like, you know, you may never know his family, mm-hmm. you know, but his family could be, like, the most sweetest, loving peop- people to you. Because, you know, at the end of the day, all you have is family. You know, like, you can be who you are with family. Sometimes you can't be that way and at work or in a business business setting or something like that. But, you know, a lot of times all you have is family. Um, so, you know, you're always around your mom's side of the family. And, you know, sometimes, I mean, yeah, let me not even go down that, that rabbit hole. But, yeah, you know, I feel as if that, you know, it's important and it's imperative for, you know, you to have a sense of two sides of your family, you know, somebody mm-hmm. who showers love um, in you, you know, like how I have today. You know, I have your side of the family, dad, and I have mom's side of the family. You know, I mm-hmm. feel as if I feel very loved from both sides. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, so those are just some of the pros and cons of a single-parent household. Mm-hmm. Wow, what an amazing first podcast. That yep. we did. Man, I tell you, champ, I think we knocked this one out the box. I think so, too. Uh, we kind of got deep. We're going to get deeper on our very next podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. Thank you again for tuning in with us today. Um, like I said, keep that dial on the swivel. Um or keep your head on the swivel, however you want to go about that <laughs> that reference. Um, you know, and catch us next time on the next episode as we divulge more and unpack some more details about my dad and my relationships um, with one another. Uh, next time we're going to be talking about our family. Yeah. 
Um, you know, you got to love family. Family is all you have at the end of the day. Uh, like I said, so stay tuned in. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for giving us your ears tonight. And have a blessed, blessed week. Thanks for joining us this week on the Hey Champ podcast. Make sure to visit our Facebook and Instagram page as well at Hey Champ Podcast. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes and Spotify. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Be sure to tune in every other week to hear your next episode.